here at More Life United Pentecostal Church. We're going to claim it this morning in Jesus' name. You do the healings. You do the work. Except you build the house, they labor in vain that build it, Lord Jesus. We ask you to do what we can't do. Everybody said in Jesus' name. How many desires are you just not praying? You want to see it happen? Come on. I want to see it happen. And I know God can. Dad said it last Sunday. And he said it quite a bit here. I think it's John 14 and 14. If you ask anything in my name, it seems so simple, Sister Everett. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And when you do that, it don't happen. It makes you feel like, man, I must be a wimp. <laughs> Come on now. Am I just getting to where we live already? Because it seems very simplistic, don't it? If you'll ask anything in my name, I'll do it. And I pray in the name of Jesus a lot, don't you? May God increase my faith level. Second Timothy 4. Second Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. The Apostle Paul's writing to Timothy. Hard pressed to find a greater man in history than the Apostle Paul. And I know we're not supposed to rate him and categorize him, but my, my, what a powerful man of God. At the close of his life, at the close of him writing over half of the New Testament, being beaten and left for dead, he says, For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. How many wants to say that at the end of your life? I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course or my race. And he says something here that's very powerful that we need to really concentrate on. He said, I have kept the faith. He said, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, and last but not least, I've kept the faith. I'm sure it's very difficult to keep the faith when you've been beaten and left for dead. I'm sure it's hard to keep the faith when you've been shipwrecked, when you've been imprisoned. But he said, through it all, I've kept the faith. You see, it's easy to question stuff when you got pain in your body. When you're beat up and locked up by life, it's easy to question stuff. But through it all, he said, I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also. That's where we fit in, church. Everybody say, all them also that love his appearing. Psalms 144 and 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war. And say the last part with me, my fingers to fight. I want to speak to us this morning on simply this, fight to the finish. Everybody say fight to the finish. Why don't we all make it personal right now and say I must fight to the finish. Lift your hands, ask God to help us today. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your strength we fill in your house on Sunday morning. I pray we'd all do what I feel led to preach to us about today. Help us, each and every one in this sanctuary, to have our minds made up that we're going to fight to the finish. Clap your hands with faith. Give God a little praise.
Fight is defined to contend against another in battle or physical contact. It is to put forth a determined effort. Everybody say a determined effort. To gain by struggle. Everybody say to gain by struggle. The word fight is found around 105 times in the Bible. Everybody say 105 times. Everybody say that's quite a lot. That lets us know this morning that you and I, we're going to have to struggle sometimes. We're going to have to wrestle with some stuff. In order sometimes, I think, for change to take place spiritually in our lives, we're going to have to wrestle to see change take place. Change don't come easy. You have to work for change. Before Jacob ever became Israel, he had to fight. The Lord knew who Jacob was, but I think the Lord wanted Jacob to realize who he was going to become. And sometimes it takes a fight, a struggle for us to realize who we really are. You don't know who you really are until you go through some stuff. The real you comes out in a struggle. The real you and me comes out in a fight sometimes. We find out who we're made of. They say adversity really introduces someone to themselves. It's quiet because you're listening right now. If all we did was laugh, and I preached about joy Wednesday night, and I may preach, pick back up on it again here soon, because we need the joy of the Lord, and I believe in it. I love to laugh and have a good time. If you know me very well, I'd much rather laugh and cry. But every once in a while, we need to cry. I like being able to weep under the presence of the Lord. And many times I think a weep in the presence of the Lord stays with me longer than a laugh or a run. Praise the Lord. So I'm not preaching a mixed message this morning. But I tell you today that uh, it takes laughter and tears to make us grow spiritually as well as physically. How many want to be spiritually mature? How many ever seen somebody that was old but they wasn't mature in their mind? <laughs> so we need to be spiritually mature as well as physically mature. Praise the Lord. Don't the writer say, as I was a child, I spake as a child? When I get older, I put away those childish things. They say that the older men get, they just get different toys. They don't really stop getting toys. Praise the Lord, somebody. But in life and living where we do here in the deep south and Mobile County, Alabama, uh, those of you probably know that, or if I've told you before, I said again this morning that uh, Seattle, Washington is known for a lot of rain, but I think Mobile, Alabama is up with Seattle, even past it before, for the most rainfall in a yearly period, Mobile, Alabama. We are very familiar with rain. Somebody said only rain twice last week, once for four days, other time for three days. It rains a lot here. And just because this sun's shining, well, while I go, when I got here early this morning, I, I left my windows cracked in the car because it was beautiful blue sky. It may rain before I get back out there. Let me say this, just because there's some storms in your life today don't mean it's going to stay that way. And just because it's sunny this morning don't mean it's going to stay sunny. we got to wrestle, we got to fight sometimes because it induces us to ourselves when we have to battle. Come on. How many ever won some battles in your spiritual wall, but it gave you fresh faith for the next battle? Go ahead and clap your hands this morning and give God a little prayer. I'm not advocating. I don't enjoy fighting, but sometimes we have to roll up our proverbial sleeves and go to war with the devil. Come on. Devil, you're not going to have my kids. Devil, you're not going to have my marriage. Devil, you're not going to have my finances. You're not going to have my home. I don't belong to the devil. This church don't belong to the devil. We belong to Jesus Christ. 
And the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. The song says I go to war on my knees. Let me cut to the chase and get something I was going to say later on in my message. Living for God is not for wimps. I'm going to say it again. Are everybody hear me? I know there's a lot out with sickness and situation. But living for God is not for wimps. Living for God is not for the faint-hearted. If it was easy, we couldn't get them in here this morning. The easiest thing to do in life and living for God is to do absolutely nothing. That's the easiest thing to do. It's easy not to pray. It's easy not to fast. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Boy, y'all nodding or looking at me now. I must have a bunch of spiritual folks in here. It's easy not to invite people to church. It's easy to miss church. But it takes some willpower, some spiritual discipline to pray every day. It takes some spiritual backbone to read the Bible every day, to have your mind made up. And let me brag on my son that's not here today. He's been sick since Thursday, running fever and, and, and feeling horrible in his body, but he still prays. Just in the living room, kneeling down with music playing, praying for him. He said, I'm going to get 25 minutes in praying sick. And as I prayed for him while I go in that prayer, I said, God, you honor that and you bless that. I know God will. It's hard enough to pray for God when you feel good, but when you're sick, are you still going to pray? Come on, somebody. But it takes spiritual discipline. And a big majority of living for God and being successful spiritually and even secularly is having a made-up mind. Because when we have a made-up mind, it, it, it takes care of a lot of other stuff. Don't it? What does advanced auto say their slogan? Trouble don't stand a chance when you're prepared in advance. It's good to have a set of jumper cables in your trunk. Praise the Lord, somebody. Anybody ever need them and didn't have them? I'd much rather pray in advance because I'm going to encounter some trouble. I'd much rather read the Bible every day because it's going to equip me for what I face when the devil comes knocking on my door. I'm going to, by God's help, push back some meal. Come on, meal every week or meals every week. Come on, somebody. It's going to prepare me for what I face when the devil comes in my life. So doing nothing is absolutely easy. But living for God is a fight. It's a struggle. That's why more people are not living for God. That's why the hell had to go on a building program. Isaiah said, hell hath enlarged herself. Because a lot of people's doing nothing and going to hell. But if you go to heaven, straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. And few there be that find it. Praise the Lord, somebody. How many finds it difficult sometimes to get dressed and go to that job and do what you're supposed to do? I mentioned Wednesday night. I'm here to help us again this morning. The responsibility is doing what you, what's required of you to do in spite of how you feel. Everybody say responsibility. Is doing what is required of me. Make it personal. It's required of me in spite of how I feel. Paul and I reading a while ago. He said, I fought a good fight. And somebody said a good fight's the one you win. Nobody talks about them fights. They lose much. You ever heard somebody brag about, man, I was in a fight today. I got beat up. They ain't going to brag about them. They're going to brag about if they won. But the Apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course on my race. And he said, I have kept the faith. And he said, henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. 
How many wants a crown? Praise the Lord. Somebody said in their own mind that when the Apostle Paul got his head severed from his body, God picked it up and put a crown on him. It might look like he lost, but buddy, he didn't lose. He won. When Jacob limped away from that wrestling match with the angel of the Lord, he wasn't a loser. That wasn't a loser's limp. That was a winner's limp. You might look and say, I don't know what he's been through. It looks like he got beat up. No, he wrestled with an angel of the Lord and he prevailed. Come on, somebody. And it introduced him to who he really was. He came there as a conniver. He came there as a cheat. God knew who he was. But God said, you're not who people say you are. You're a prince with God. You have power with God. You're going to walk away here and be different. You're not who they say you are. You've got favor. You've got blessings. Come on, you're Israel now. You may limp away, but it's not a loser's limp. This fight's going to introduce you to who you really are. And Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. You know, when you look at Samson, you think, man, that's a man could fight. He could fight. It's been debated how big he is. If he was 6'5", 250, it'd be easy to say, well, man, he's just a big man. He's strong, but it's still kind of extra special for him to take the gates of Gaza. I don't care how big he is physically. It's still hard to whip a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. I don't care how big you are. So regardless if he was 6'5", 250, somebody said it'd make a lot more sense if he was 5'6", about 130. They'd really be going, wow, something special about him. I know he can't do that on his own. But when you look at him, it looked like he was a good fighter. Take the jawbone of a donkey, kill a thousand men, take the gates of Gaza and walk for miles with them. Take fox's tail. 300 foxes tie their tails together, set them on fire, and set them through the Philistine crops. He was good at fighting the Philistines. But he struggled in fighting a woman. What good is it to be good in fighting a lot of stuff in our life, but yet let down our guard in one other area? Because all it takes is one area of our life to cause us to be lost. When he was grinding at the meal and his eyes was gouged out because he laid his head in the lap of the enemy. No, the enemy comes pretty sometimes. If Delilah would have been some unattractive lady, he would have laid his head in her lap. Praise the Lord now. I'm going to get a little tough. There ain't no kids in here, are there? Most of us are adults here today. But any red-blooded American man has to be careful about an attractive woman. It's quiet now, but it's right. And any red-blooded American woman has got to be careful on anybody she becomes attracted to. And this one lady did what a thousand men couldn't do. It didn't matter how strong he was out here. He was weak in here. And the power of his external strength couldn't suppress his internal weakness. And I don't get too graphic, but I guarantee you there were sexual relations going on. And he felt bound to her. And my Lord, it looked like he had enough common sense, Sister Hamilton, that every time he tells her something, she goes, runs, and tells the enemy. It looks like he'd get enough common sense to realize, my word, she's trying to kill me. I don't care how pretty she is. I'm moving on to somebody else. He was a mighty weakling. 
After the first time I told her something, she went and told him, and I woke up the enemies around me. I said, wait a minute, something's going on here. Then he went right back, laid his head and laughed against it. Okay, maybe she's just messing with me. Let me tell her something else. Let me lie to her again. And, buddy, every time she had it, whoop, there they come. But each time it didn't matter. But he kept laying his head in the enemy's lap. Oh, he could whip them Philistines, man. He could do that, but he couldn't, he couldn't defeat that one area. And all it takes is one area in our lives to cause us to have to, to be defeated. One area. You may be strong at withstanding that from the devil. Oh, I'd never do what they're doing. I can't believe that man fell in that. But there's an area in your life you have to guard. And the devil knows what that area is. And your weakness may not be my weakness. And my weakness may not be yours. But, buddy, listen to me, brothers. Everybody's got a weakness. And what good is it to have victory in all these areas? But let down your guard in this area. And the devil elbow his way in there. I got you in that one area. You didn't defend. Why don't you clap your hands on? I want to be on guard against every area, every weakness. And that comes through prayer. That comes through fighting the good fight of faith. Is this all right? I could come and sit by you today. You probably wouldn't tell me everything that's going on. Because we're private. We want everybody to know about our weaknesses. But everybody's got them. And the only way to crucify them and defeat them is prayer. Praying through. Come on, somebody. The closer you get to God, be through your prayer life, and the farther you'll get from the things of the world. And God will enlighten your own weaknesses in your life. It's very difficult to stay right with God and have a wrong relationship in your life. It's very hard to stay right with God and be around wrong people all the time. You can't help your job. Don't misunderstand. You can't, but you help who you get close to. You can't have a wrong friendship and a carnal relationship with somebody and still be right with God. Samson had to know in his heart this ain't right, but he became attached he get up and whip the Philistine. He'd go right back to that. And whatever it is in your life that you're, man, I can handle this. I can handle it. I guarantee there's an area you need help with. I guarantee there's, a help, there's an area you need help with. I don't have no trouble here, but I need help here. And God can help you in every area of your life. But he expects us many times to also help ourselves. I've said, and I haven't said it in a while, but if, if, if gambling is your weakness, you don't, need to be, you don't need to be riding up Highway 90 in Biloxi and Gulfport looking at those buildings or those ships, whatever they are. Praise the Lord, somebody. Somebody said Facebook proves we have time to pray. Boy, listen, let that sink in for a moment. Isn't it so easy to get on the social media and spend an hour, and yet we can't kneel down for 15 minutes? I ain't trying to hurt us. I'm trying to make us think. I wish this place was packed today because Facebook proves we have time to pray. It's much easier to feed the flesh than it is to feed the spiritual man or woman. But I guarantee if you lay on your deathbed and you've got days to live, you'll be much willing to pray to get on Facebook. I'm just trying to make us think this morning. I love you. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. But a, a stitch in time always saves nine. How many want to be on your deathbed and be like the Apostle Paul? I fought a good fight. I didn't spend it on Facebook or Instagram. Come on, somebody. I spent my time. Come on. Ain't nothing wrong with that in its moderation. I'm not preaching against social media because most of us have it. But you better control it or it's going to control you. 
And what you don't control controls you. Ain't nothing against having good jobs and nice bass boats and bows and big guns and golf clubs and dresses and shopping. But you have to keep it in moderation because what you don't possess possesses you. Clap your hands on Sunday. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I didn't even know I was preaching a while ago. But what Sherlon don't control, controls Sherlon. And God knows what he can trust us with. Some people be a lot more blessed if they can handle it. I, try, I, love, I love you. I, please. You, well, I wish the bishop was up there. I'm getting hurt. I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I'm trying to get us saved. Myself and you as well. Praise the Lord. Some of you are in a battle today. Some of you is fighting today. That's the way it's going to be to God comes. But be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Come on. Living for God's not for the faint-hearted. Get up on Monday morning. I'm going to live for God. Get up on Tuesday. I'm going to live for God. Get back to church on Wednesday. I'm here again, devil. You ain't going to stop me. It's Wednesday night. I come to worship. I come back next Sunday to worship God. Yeah, it's going to be a fight. But I can win this fight. Everybody say, I can win this fight. Paul said the weapons of a warfare are not carnal. But I like the next part. Everybody say mighty through God. Don't that sound powerful? Mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Turn to somebody tell them, you can be mighty through God. Mighty through God. I don't believe it's a desire of God for us to be spiritual weaklings. We can be mighty through God. Paul said I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Some of you ladies can lay hands on the sick and see God heal them. Come on, somebody. Some of you men can lay hands on bread and see them healed in Jesus' name. God, help us to believe you for the supernatural. We can fight the good fight of faith. God can give us miracles. It's His will to give us miracles. You have not because you... And sometimes it says we ask amiss. Praise the Lord. Is this all right? Sometimes in life, and living for God, we just have to stand up. We have to stand our ground. I forget the man's name in the Bible. There was some beans. They called it a, some lentils or beans, and he was willing to protect those beans. And when the enemy came, he fought them off. You know why? Those beans mattered to him. And when something matters to you, you'll fight for it. If it don't matter, you don't care. But if you matter, you're going to do something about it. We have to be willing to fight for our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing is our relationship with the Lord. We have to fight for it. We have to fight for our families. I hope we're all praying for our families. Some of you got kids not here today. Maybe spouse is not here today. What are you doing? I hope you're praying for them. That's the best thing you can do. Far better than getting on them is to pray for them. That don't mean you agree with the way they're living. We don't agree with the way people live. But if you argue with them and start debating with them, that's not going to help them come to church. We have to pray for them and love them and pray that God will move on them. God, you stir them. 
I can't go in their heart. I can't get in their head. But God, go in their head. Go in their heart. Stir them. Draw them. Convict them. That's what I pray the most for backsliders and our lost lovers. Lord, I ask you to convict them. Draw them and stir them. Then I pray, God, I pray they desire to come to church. I pray they desire to live for you. I'm going to keep praying it. I'm going to keep believing it in Jesus' name. Anybody can quit. Doing nothing's easy. But we're going to continue to fight and believe in Jesus' name. I tell you what, two or three of them pray through, it's going to build the faith of some more. Say it again with two or three of them pray through around here. It's going to build the faith of some other parents and say, come on, somebody. We've got to keep praying. When Zion travails, sons and daughters shall be born. He didn't say they may be born, but when Zion travails, sons and daughters shall be born. How many travailing for our families? How many travailing for our kids? Clap your hands in Jesus' name. Ought to be more than three or four people standing right now. Anybody travailing for your lost son or your lost daughter? If you travail, God's going to move on them and do something. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. Let me remind us, it's not easy doing that. You have to fight to do that. You think travailing's easy? You may be seated. Travailing's not doing this. And I'm not preaching against your prayer life because as long as you pray, and that's what matters. But travailing's not doing, Lord, touch my kids. In Jesus' name, I ask you to stir them and drum. Nothing wrong. I'm, that's okay sometimes. But that ain't real travailing. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Effectual, fervent. And I'm not trying to mimic anything, but it's getting serious in our prayer. Lord, stir them. Shake them. Wake them up. When they lay on their pillow tonight, God, I ask you to move on them. Make them miserable. I pray they desire to live for you. Reach down right now. Take away that desire for alcohol. Take away that desire, whatever's trying to destroy them. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to stir them and move them. That's travailing. That's interceding. That's effectual and fervent, and God's going to bless that. The devil don't want us praying like that. He wants us to be passive. And I'm not trying to be mean. God knows my heart. Because the Bible says when we travail, people's going to come in. Don't let it be said that anybody in this church is out praying you for your kids. You hear me? Don't let it be said that anybody's praying more for your kids or family than you are. Praise the Lord. Much like standing up to the bully that we face from time to time in life. And bullying has become a quite epidemic in our generation. And we faced in the 70s and 80s. And some of you faced it, no doubt, in the 50s and 60s. And it's just... It's a perpetual thing that just resurfaces in every generation. It's bullying. But now we have social media bullying, which is beyond me. How anybody can let what somebody says cause them to go hang themselves, it just blows my mind. If you don't believe that people can be dictated by other people's opinions of them, there's a prime example. If somebody can just say, you're ugly, okay, I'll go hang myself. Are you going to let some weirdo determine your destiny? Tell him, have you looked in the mirror lately? Praise the Lord, somebody. Be angry and sin not. You got to know where to draw that line. Like it was discussed yesterday a little bit. It says be angry and sin not. But social media and the bullying and stuff and, and cutting people down, that's not of God. What happened yesterday in Charlottesville, Virginia, that's not of God. Racial division is not of God. Whether it's Black Lives Matter or White Nationalists, it's both. Come on. It's, that's not bringing healing and unity. We're supposed to love each other. 
Whites supposed to love blacks. Blacks supposed to love whites. We're supposed to love the Asian. Come on, the Hispanic. God is love. If you have love, you're going to love everybody. It don't matter the color of their skin. That's not a healing. That's division. Come on, somebody. we got to love God. If we love God, we'll love everybody. God, help our nation. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. Clap your hands. Give God praise on Sunday morning. You've got God. You're going to love everybody. You may not like their ways, but you're going to love the human race. All lives matter. We all bleed red. Praise the Lord, somebody. But the longer we run from an enemy and the longer we run from a bully, the longer you'll continue to run. I heard when Muhammad Ali, early in his boxing career, he was in a fight and he was getting beat up pretty bad. I think he made a statement and he let somebody know, maybe his coaches and managers, I don't want to go back out there. All of a sudden, he felt a foot in his back. And it kind of just propelled him back in that ring. And everybody say, the rest is history. I float like a butterfly. I sting like a bee. I'm Muhammad Ali. He was a bad boy. But I don't care how bad they are, sooner or later, Father Time catches up with them. Somebody said that uh, I read here recently, goes this, I didn't have this plan to say. If I read it right, said he was on a plane one time. He was a cocky guy. Don't be saying he was cocky, but he was good. Uh, Muhammad Ali was. Uh, but he was on the plane, and they were trying to get him to buckle. He said, I don't need no belt. I'm Superman. And they said, Superman don't need a belt anyway. He got well, He can fly. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. But no matter how good the athlete is, they rise and they fall like everybody else. There comes a time where the greatest athlete in any sport has to hang up his shoes or hang up his boxing gloves because age catches up with him. And he just kind of withers off with everybody else. Come on, somebody. That's why it's not good to put your faith in men. Come on. We all have stuff sometimes easy for people to become idols and celebrities. Guess what? They're human just like we are. And most of them ain't worth keeping up with. Most of them's got more hang-ups than South Central Bell, they used to say. It's hard to hang up. Now you just got to push your button. In the old days, boy, you could really hang up. In the old days, you could really hang up on somebody. Now it's kind of like, it's just so easy to hang up. Now it's like, okay, I'm tired of that. But in the old days, they knew when you hung up. It was like, you almost hurt the ear on the other line. I'll fix that. Praise God. Now I don't bother me. They just say, oh, they must have, oh, they must have had a bad connection. They just go, Oop, excuse me. Oh, I don't talk right now. I better move on. But life, issues, trouble, problems, it forces us all to make choices. My mother's had to fight with a bad hip now for several months. This ain't in my notes either, but she comes to church. She comes with a limp sometimes. She comes with her stick. She don't like it. But ain't going to keep her at home. And Mama, because she made it for my clap your hands, give honor where honor's due. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but a lot of people wouldn't be at church as much as she's been at church. Oh, she's a bishop's wife. She's, we all supposed to be here. But I guarantee you there's a lot of times she don't feel like coming to her. She told me on the one on Wednesday night here recently, she was uh, at the table at the bar area at her house and said she went to move, so it was like it was coming apart. But she don't miss church unless something's bad wrong. And me and Dad prayed over in the office a while ago. 
We took the oil. We prayed again. As I nailed that prayer room while I go, Brother Tim Holmes, when I was in there, you came in, and then some other brethren came in. Then part of my prayer was, I'm praying again today, Lord, for this situation. I'm praying again. Here I am again today, praying about this. Here I am again, praying about that. Come on. Ask and you shall receive. It don't tell us how many times we got to ask, Brother Duda. I'm here to ask again because this may be the day. When we prayed for a while ago, that may be the prayer. I don't know what, I don't know what God's will is sometimes, neither do you. But I'm going to keep praying and believe He's going to do a work. Come on, somebody. That God's going to give a miracle. Come on. That might be the prayer that heals her body. That prayer you pray today may be the one that brings a miracle. Are you willing to pray again? Are you willing to believe again? I don't care how many times I've had to do it. In fact, when Peter was said, you know, how many times you got to forgive my brother? Seven times? Jesus said, well, how about 70 times seven? Well, he just cut to the chase, didn't he? Because most people don't want to forgive a Harley one time, much less two or three. So Peter was kind of right in what he said. He said seven times. That's a lot. If you don't believe that, you try to forgive somebody that's hurt you seven times. So, so to, to defense of Peter a little bit, that ain't bad. Seven times, that's pretty good. Most, most people ain't going to forgive somebody over two or three times, much less seven. So Sister Fisher, Peter did good. He said seven times. Boy, what a comeback. Jesus, how about 70 times seven? Do the math, Peter. How about 490 times? Somebody say, wow, besides two of you. So the next time somebody hurts your little feelings, I love you. Get over it. The next time somebody hurts my feelings, it's passion. It's been hurt before. Get over it, Shalon. And keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep believing God. Why? Because I want to finish this race. I want to finish this course with joy. I want a crown put on my head. There's going to be a lot. Listen, I don't want to hurt nobody. There's going to be a lot of good-hearted Pentecostals miss heaven because they got their feelings hurt. It's sad but true. It really is. If I brought you the mic right now, you could tell me somebody that no longer comes to church, possibly even this church, because they're too touchy. They got their feelings hurt. Somebody got their pew. They ain't singing the right kind of songs no more. Oh, I'm meddling now, but I, I'm going to tell it like it is. We want the doctor to tell it like it is. Let's let the preachers tell it like it is. If they ain't singing your song, just keep coming. They'll sing something sometimes you like. Come on. Somebody got you if you find another seat. There's plenty of pews in this. Look how much room we got here this morning. Find you another seat. Come on, somebody. We got to fight the good fight of faith. Don't let the devil elbow in and get you confused and critical about something. There ain't nothing worth going to hell over. Clap your hands. Give God praise on Sunday morning. we got to hear Him say, well done. Is this all right? Y'all ready to go eat? Let me give you a little more. Anybody hungry besides me? <laughs> praise the Lord. You know, fasting would be so bad if I didn't get hungry. I could go on a seven-day fast right now, Paul. I mean, I ain't trying to brag if I didn't have no hunger pains. And somebody said, you know, pain. I can handle pain, Brother Hammond, if it didn't hurt. <laughs> That's some smart folks right there, ain't you? It don't bother me a bit, pain, if I couldn't feel it. <laughs> but the problem is it does hurt. And the problem is we do get hungry. And the reality of life is we do get hurt by people. And I'm not minimizing that. It hurts bad when somebody you trusted stabs you in the back. Sound like Batman's in the house. The Bible talks about those in your own household 
Praise the Lord, somebody. It shouldn't be that way. But sometimes it happens. When abuse happens to kids. When relatives abuse relatives. When people slaughter people's character, it hurts. And sometimes the easiest thing to do is say, I just quit. And I've already said it, pardon the repetition. The easiest thing to do is to do absolutely nothing. But not, that don't solve anything. I guess I'll go a little further. It's just 11.02. Y'all want me to go longer, didn't you? Let me try to go to 12.02 if I can. Boy, I got two or three that loves me. The rest of us go, oh, I don't know about that now. You've done pretty good, but i tell you what. I don't know if you're that good. We're free in America this morning because people had to fight. We're able to worship and choose the church we want to go to because blood has been shed. And let me go and tell you, I don't get too political, but if we stay free, it's going to do more than talking. You can't talk with a terrorist. It's hard to negotiate with a dictator. And I don't like war because war is tough and innocent lives are lost. And I don't like war. But sometimes you've got to have a battle in order to stay free. And our nation is not free because men sat around a table and shook hands and said, okay, let's do this. Now, sometimes I love it when they can talk and communicate because communication is very important. But sometimes you've got to take action. David didn't walk out there and shake Goliath's hand and say, okay, we need to do this now. You're about 10 foot tall and I'm however tall. You know, you need to quit picking on us Israelites. We're the children of God and we're tired of it. No, he had to kill him. And sometimes we have to kill some stuff that's trying to kill us. Me and Brother Cheryl was talking on the phone recently. The Old Testament is very bloody. There's some stuff in there that's, that's tough, buddy. New Testament, man, there's a lot of this rejoicing. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Jesus Christ, his suffering on the cross, what made worthwhile what we feel today made it all possible. Now, that's bloody, too. Don't misunderstand me. But that Old Testament is some rough stuff. It ain't for the faint heart of that Old Testament. Uh, I could get a little graphic here, but I better move on. But living for God sometimes is tough and it's bloody. Sometimes we lose, friend, we lose friends in living for God. We lose friendships. But anything we lose and living for God is going to be worth what he gives us in return and what we gain in living for him. You know what? Somebody said, I just can't give up this alcohol. I can't give up this cigarette. You're going to have to give it up one day. I'd rather give it up now than be in hell wishing I'd have gave it up. I'd rather give it up now. Come on and give my life to God. Because either way, i got to give it up sooner or later. Sister Robertson, what a powerful testimony Wednesday night. Brother Rob, I love you. Look at you. I think you've been in church 70 years or 60 <laughs> or 50. And this is a great man of God. He's got a great spirit. He's in that prayer room. He's, we love him. There have been a blessed addition in our church the last few years. And I'm sure that shocked a lot of people who testified Wednesday night. Some of you weren't here. Was it 29 years? And I ain't trying to glorify that. We all have stuff that we're not proud of. But she prayed for years and years and years for that fine man sitting beside her. I'm sure he was a good man. There was just some stuff in his life. But she prayed for some 29 years. Listen to me, people. And look who's sitting beside her today. Who encouraged her to come to church sometimes, maybe? Come on, somebody. you got to keep on keeping on. you got to fight. 105 times it's in the Bible. you got to fight. you got to travail. you got to intercede. you got to fast. you got to read the Bible again. You just don't know what God's doing. We don't know what He's doing. Come on, clap your hands. Give God some praise on Sunday morning. Go ahead and stand with me. I'll give you a little hope.
You see, if we aren't careful and prayerful, as time elapses, we can allow that freshness that we received in coming to God to kind of wane and wear off. I don't want to, i got to be careful airing too much mail because I don't get anybody's personal private lives in matter. But when you got a nice vehicle, there's a couple of families who got some fine, beautiful trucks here lately, and they're beautiful. Whenever you get a nice vehicle, you're very particular on what you do with it. Now, most people are now. You be careful where you park. When you go to Walmart, you don't just squeeze in between two jalopies. <laughs> you kind of look who you're parking next to. Lord, I ain't sure I'm parking here. Let's see. One, two, three, four. That's five dents. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> when you got a nice vehicle, sometimes you're willing to park a little bit farther and walk a little bit farther because you don't want nobody messing with it. I'm preaching now. I'm getting somewhere. You park way out. You protect it. You guard it. When you first come to God, you're very protective and very selective who you get close to. Man, the joy of the Lord, the power of the Holy Ghost is so vibrant in your life. You be careful what you thumbing through that radio dial. That's the old saying there. Now they got all these MPs and all this stuff. I can't even keep up with it. But you're careful what you listen to when you first get the Holy Ghost because God, boy, everything's fresh. Man, I ain't listening to that stuff no more. Man, I'm getting, oh, Merle, I don't need Merle no more. Somebody don't know who Merle is, Paulie. I ain't got time for Hank no more. I ain't got time for Brittany no more. Come on, somebody. I ain't got time for Beyonce no more. See, I am kind of little. I'm old and current. But if you're not careful as the years pass, you start listening to that stuff. You know, I think I'll just listen to that. I think I'll start back doing this. When you first get told, oh, I ain't going to watch that no more. But after a few years, it'll start. If you ain't careful, because after you have that vehicle a few years, you're not near as protective. You'll pull up between them jalopies after a few years. Because that newness wears off. And the Bible says, it was mentioned again yesterday, you've got to stir up the gift of God that is in you. Some of you men just rake leaves and brought leaves together, and you get those leaves burning and all that. All of a sudden, they kind of wane and die down. You have to take some kind of prod that. Move it around. All of a sudden, you sit in flames, kick back up. And come on, somebody. That's kind of the way the Holy Ghost is. It's there, but you've got to kind of work with it. Come on, somebody. You've got to stir up the gift of God that's in you. Praise the Lord, somebody. Like that vehicle, you got to protect that vehicle, protect this Holy Ghost. We have a treasure in this earthen vessel. Come on, we have to protect this Holy Ghost. I refuse to go there. I refuse to listen to that. I refuse to watch that. Come on, somebody. i got to protect this. It's a fight. It's not easy. But sometimes we have to fight. Let's lift our hands. Ask God to help us. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on to eternal life. The weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Everybody say, I can be mighty. Come on, somebody encourage yourself. I can be mighty through God. Somebody that feels like you're a thousand miles away from the Lord, lift up your hand and say, I can be mighty through God. Don't judge where you are today on the presence of God. God can touch you where you are today. Don't let the devil beat you up because your life looks like it's falling apart. Uh, Let God encourage you this morning. You're at church. You're at the right place for God to touch you. You're at the right place for God to heal you this morning. Ma'am and sir, fight the good fight of faith. Because quitters never win and winners never quit. Say it with me. Quitters never win. And winners never quit. Everybody say, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. Everybody say, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep reading the Bible. Come on, help me. I'm going to keep coming to church. I'm going to hear him say, well done. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. 
Because sometimes we have to fight. Clap your hands after the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we're going to have to fight. Let's find us an altar to pew around the front. I feel the Holy Ghost when I've spoken. I hope I've helped somebody today. Come on, keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep praising. Keep worshiping. Keep reading the Bible. Keep travailing for that lost family member. And let God do what you can't do. I'm here to encourage somebody. I hope I've helped somebody. Fight to the finish. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Fight to the finish, sir, ma'am. Keep on fighting. Keep on believing. Because God is for you. And if God be for you, then who can be against you? Have your mind made up as you pray. I'm going to fight to the finish. Until I'm raptured out, until I die. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to fight to the finish. I'm going right on. So steep to climb. So steep to climb the steel. Go on. The rivers are crossing. Still I'm pressing on. I started out and I. Thunder may run. 